Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life. This is episode number 27. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number 8 intended for October 25th, 2020, lesson entitled Sharing God's Word. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we look into God's Word together, if you want to go ahead and turn to the passages we'll be reading, we'll be reading in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and Acts chapter 19. But before we look in those chapters, just wanted to share with you for one moment. We've all been there, whether it's searching in an airport, on a plane, on a bus, or on a bench, we're searching for Wi-Fi. And you see the standard network IDs such as Netgear with a bunch of different numbers behind it, or Cisco, or even somebody's iPhone that's available for as a hotspot hookup. But have you ever seen possibly some network called FBI surveillance van? (laughs) If you've seen that, chances are someone's playing a trick on you because the FBI would never broadcast their presence, especially if they're working to remain hidden. But that creative network name actually sparked an idea for a Christian who was looking for a clever way to spread the gospel. So he renamed his network ID to Jesus Saves. Now, when his neighbors are searching for Wi-Fi around his neighborhood, somewhere in the middle of their network list, they see his ID and read the good news that Jesus saves. Only eternity will reveal if anyone has ever been saved or uh, saw that witness of his Wi-Fi, but I, I believe the Apostle Paul would grin at the idea. When he walked the shores of Asia Minor, Paul shared God's word with everyone, everywhere, through the ministries available to him. He preached in houses that opened their doors to him and in synagogues that opened their rooms to him. He even preached the word of God in the streets to crowds who opened their ears and their hearts to him. He wrote letters to share God's word with churches who needed to hear it. There is no shortage of ministries or opportunities, just a shortage of people courageous enough to use them to share God's word. Let us be like the Apostle Paul. Let us Let us make it our mission to share God's word with everyone everywhere through every means and ministry that will glorify God and make disciples for him. This lesson we're going to look at, the focus thought is we should actively share God's word through the ministries God has called us to. Once you turn in your Bibles, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and Acts chapter 19, and let's dive into God's word together. let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 and Acts chapter 19. 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse number 1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. 
For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. And look at Acts chapter 19. Let's read verses 1 through 6 and then verses 24 through 26. Verse 1 says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And verse number 24, For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana, brought no small gain to the craftsmen, whom he called together with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, ye know that by this craft we have, we have our wealth. Moreover, ye see in here that not alone in Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away much people, saying that they be no gods which are made with hands. Our focus verse is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. The title of this lesson is Sharing God's Word. And once again, the focus thought is we should actively share God's word through the ministries God has called us to. It's interesting. We look at these, these passages we read in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and Acts chapter 19. These three, I'm going to break it up into three different sections, and we see Paul here in what we could really pinpoint as, as different roles that he played. We see how Paul was used by God to speak God's word, to declare God's word through many different avenues to many different people and through many different giftings that he had. Really, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, we see Paul as mentor. Timothy is the young pastor, and Paul is teaching Timothy. Paul is, is mentoring Timothy. Paul called Timothy his son in the gospel. He said, Timothy, I'm charging you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ that you preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. There, the time's going to come when they're not going to want to listen to to biblical preaching that they're going to want you to tickle their ears they're going to want you to tell them what they want to hear but but in those times timothy you got to recognize it's important that you preach the word that you stick to the word that you declare what thus saith the lord so we see in this passage second timothy 4 paul as mentor paul as this leader paul as this this elder who who looks after timothy and 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 trains timothy why do you think mentors are needed? Do you have a mentor? Do you have somebody, maybe you don't call them a mentor, um, but maybe it's somebody in your life, a spiritual leader in your life that you've looked to, that you've looked to for guidance and for direction, and that you've, that they've made a difference in your life. They've helped you navigate certain situations. They've, they've helped you navigate certain decisions in your life. They've, they've been there and given you godly counsel and godly advice. 
I think it's important to have people in our lives that fill this role that we see Paul in as mentor, as leader, as overseer, as uh, that counselor, that director in our life. I think it's very, very important. And we see that in 2 Timothy 4. Now, we move down to Acts 19, and verses 1 through 6, we see Paul coming to Ephesus and finding some disciples. And he finds them and realizes they are disciples of John the Baptist. And so he asked them if they'd received the Holy Ghost since they believed. And and they looked back at him and said, we, we don't even know. What do you talk about the Holy Ghost? We have no clue what you're talking about. So immediately Paul knew that they were some form of believer, but they they had not been received the Holy Ghost. And so that immediately triggered, well, I wonder what they've been taught. And they said, and then he asked them, well, how were you baptized then? And they basically said, well, John the Baptist baptized us. And so then we see Paul in just a couple verses here, Paul begins to explain to them and begins to teach them. Well, I want you to think back. He begins to tell them, I want you to think back. What did John tell you? He said there's going to be one coming after him, didn't he? He said, and you're going to believe on him, look to him, follow him, Jesus Christ. That's who he was pointing to. And so Paul begins to teach these people, teach these disciples of John the Baptist, what John had really taught, reminded them of what John had taught them, and then explained it more fully what John actually meant. And when he had explained it to him and taught these men, what happened was these men immediately wanted the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And Paul laid his hands on them, and they were baptized. First, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, took on the name of Jesus and baptized. And then Paul lays his hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues and prophesying. So in this passage, we see Paul as teacher. He was a teacher. First passage in 2 Timothy 4, we see Paul as mentor, as leader, as, as counselor. And here we see Paul as teacher. And here's now, so we're looked, we've seen two roles that Paul filled as ministry roles to, to share God's word. Why do you think teachers are needed? What's the purpose of teachers? Well, obviously, we need teachers in our lives who can expound upon the word of the Lord can teach us what God's word means, can help us at least understand it, understand maybe a little bit better, show us how to apply it to our lives. Teachers are very important. And we see Paul here as teacher. Now let's look at the last three verses, verses 24 to 26. We'll see Paul in a different role. We see this Demetrius, and he begins to talk about how he would make these shrines for the goddess Diana, and this is how we've made all of our money, and yet they're, they're accusing Paul because Paul has, has gone throughout, and he even says this, it, not, it, it didn't happen, he begins to tell these people, it didn't happen just here at Ephesus, it's happened all throughout Asia. This Paul has persuaded and turned many people. We've lost a lot of business because Paul has been persuading people that Diana's not really a God, and that there's only one God. And so what's happened? Here we see Paul in the role of preacher. Preaching the gospel is actually declaring the word of God to persuade people to believe on Jesus Christ. Preaching has at its heart, as its goal, of persuasion. And so when it says Paul has persuaded, how did he do that? Well, he's been going throughout all of Ephesus and throughout all of Asia, according to Demetrius. He's been preaching the gospel. 
So Paul here we see as preacher. So we see Paul as mentor in 2 Timothy 4. We see Paul as teacher in Acts 19, 1-6. And now we see Paul referred to as preacher in Acts 19, 24-26. So three different roles here that Paul has played ministry-wise to share the word of God. So why are preachers needed? Well, the Bible tells us that we cannot be saved without preaching. We need to hear preaching. That's how we hear the gospel. That's how the gospel is declared to us. In 1 Corinthians, Paul said that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. He didn't say he chose foolish preaching. It's not silly. It's not dumb. It's not idiotic. What he was contrasting here is that to the supposed fools in the world, preaching seems foolish. Well, actually, to the, to the wise, supposed wise in the world who are actually foolish, preaching seems foolish. And so Paul just said, God's chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. We need to hear the preaching of the word of God in order to be saved. We need a preacher in our lives. So we need all of these uh, we need these three at least, and there's more ministry roles that can be filled. I just want to look at Paul's example, and maybe you listening to me today, maybe you fill one or more of these three roles that Paul shared, that we, or that we see Paul in. Maybe somebody looks to you as a spiritual leader in their life, a mentor. It's important that we take that role serious and that we, we help train and bring up Timothys to, to be to be uh, sure and confident and and committed to this doctrine and to the Word of God. Maybe you find yourself as a teacher playing this teaching role, maybe in your church or you teach home Bible studies, uh, or maybe, maybe you are a preacher, maybe you preach the Word of God. Either way, whatever ministry God has called you to, we need to share God's Word through that ministry. That's, that's our purpose. We are all called to proclaim the gospel whether that's through teaching or preaching or leading or counseling or serving or whatever it may be, whatever your gift for calling and serving and leadership in the church or help, whatever ministry of helps that you have, we are all commissioned to proclaim the word of God. So how can we apply these verses, this passage here today, how can we apply that? Well, I've got really just one application for today. I want you to think about the mentors, the teachers, and the preachers in your life. Who do you look to as a spiritual guide and a spiritual leader in your life? Who do you look to as a teacher who's been a, uh, an important teacher in your life? Who's been an important preacher in your life? Who have you heard preach that has stirred your heart? Maybe it's your pastor. Maybe it's that, that man of God that God's placed in your life. Maybe it's a, a woman that has, that has taught you or preached to you. Maybe it's some, some man that has, has been a preacher in your life. Whoever that has been, I, I think this week it might be a good idea that we take some time throughout the week and we lift these individuals up in prayer. Maybe you could reach out to them and thank them for their godly leadership, their godly teaching, their godly preaching. Maybe you could reach out to them, first of all, and thank them. Maybe send them a letter, send them a card, send them a text if you're close enough or a phone call if you're close enough to do that to them. And then take time 
this week, every day, and pray for them. Lift them up to God, that God would sustain them and help them and bless them for all that they have done to give of themselves to mentor or teach or preach to you. And you can be thankful because your soul has been saved, that is being saved, is going to be saved because of the ongoing work of salvation in your life that possibly started in you because of something you heard teached or someone that preached the gospel to you. Let's pray together for these individuals this week, and let's pray for them and ourselves right now as we yield and submit to these people in our lives. And perhaps God has called you to fill one of these roles or another role where you could proclaim God's word. Lord Jesus, we're so grateful, so grateful for your goodness and your mercy and grace in our lives. Lord, I'm thankful. And I know those listening here today, thankful for the spiritual leaders, the mentors in our lives that you've placed, those wonderful men and women that you've placed in our lives that have given godly counsel and godly leadership and direction in times where we did not know what to do, but you gave them anointing and direction and you gave them a word to speak to us. We're grateful for those leaders and mentors in our lives. Thankful for the teachers, Lord. I think back of teachers when I was just a child and sat through Sunday school class and those teachers in my life who passionately proclaimed God's word and made an indelible impact in my life and caused me to be where I am today. And thank you for those who preached in my life. They preached the gospel. They preached your word. They they preached me under conviction and caused me, the work of the Holy Ghost through them, caused me to respond to you and give my life to you. I'm so thankful for them. I pray you bless each one of them. Honor them for everything they've done. Help me to fulfill the roles that you've called me to fulfill. Help us to fulfill the roles you've called us to fulfill. Proclaim your word so that others might be saved and others might have the opportunity to come to the knowledge of who you are and who you can be in their life. We thank you for that today. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.